So two weeks ago, we were hearing that Jesus-shaped leaders are those who share their lives with others. This evening, uh, we're hearing that Jesus-shaped leaders are equipped by the Holy Spirit. Um, so for probably for quite a long time, uh, Paul and Timothy's relationship, uh, probably Paul was like Eliot, the marathon runner. He's out in front. He's paving the way. He's planting new churches all around the Mediterranean. And, and Timothy is like Klaus, the water bottle guy. He's in support. He's enthusiastic. He's doing everything he can to enable Paul to do what he is doing. Now, it's as if the tables are starting to turn. Paul's coming to the end of his ministry. He's, he's handing on the baton of his leadership to Timothy. And it feels in those uh, verses um, that we've kind of heard this evening, particularly 6, 7, and 8, as if Paul is now being the Klaus guy and championing and cheering on Timothy as he starts to really step into Paul's shoes and take on this baton of leadership. In my head, I picture Paul riding the bike. Massive smile on his face. Uh, and Timothy's there, looking a bit tired, running. And, 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 t- and, and Paul's on the bike, kind of going, you've got to fan into flame the gift of God that is in you. Remember, it's in you. We've laid hands on you. Timothy, the, the Spirit of God, the Spirit God gave us just doesn't make us timid, but instead it's a Spirit of power and love and self-discipline. But what we're seeing in these verses is that Jesus-shaped leaders are equipped by the Holy Spirit. And what that then means is we are to fan into flame the gifts God has given to us. With Paul stepping back, Uh, Timothy steps up even more into his role, leading uh, a church or or a group of churches in Ephesus. Uh, Timothy's setting might look the same, but his role has changed. He stepped up. Perhaps that resonates with something going on in your life. The settings are familiar, and yet things have changed. And Paul reminds Timothy that because he's equipped by the Holy Spirit, he has got everything he needs for what he needs to do. He's been given everything for the role he's got. What he needs to do is fan into flame the gift of God he already has. And I think as we uh, hear Paul speak into Timothy and his situation, we pick up three steps how we as leaders, whatever our leadership might look like, uh, how we fan into flame uh, the gifts that we have from God. So the first, first step, First of all, find out what your gifts are. Find out what your gifts are. Uh, And so as we get to verse 6, I don't know if you found it, as as Brian was reading it, there's there's a big question for me. Every time I get to verse 6, what's the gift that Timothy's got? We're not told, are we? What is it? The short answer? Don't know. But it probably doesn't mean we're completely clueless. Uh, Maybe uh, it's uh, the gift of being a a pastor or a teacher that Ephesians 4 talks talks about. It talks about those roles being a gift from God. Uh, Maybe it's it's everything he needs to to live that out. Maybe maybe it's uh, the gift of being an evangelist because later on in 2 Timothy chapter 4, Timothy's told, do the work of of an evangelist. Or, Or maybe it's the spiritual gift of leading that we find in in Romans chapter 12, verse 8, where it says, if your gift is to lead, do it diligently, do it with zeal. 
Whatever the gift of God that's in Timothy, we can be pretty sure it's related to him leading in the church. There's this idea of Timothy having had hands laid upon him, this sense of being commissioned. Uh, I don't know if you were, you were here or around or, or saw either Matthew or Steve's ordination services as part of it. Uh, there's a laying on of hands. There's a, a commissioning of them, a recognition of, their ro- of the gifts that God has given them and the role that they're entering into. Um, when we commissioned the Living Hope Church planting team last Sunday morning, uh, the team stood there and people gathered around and, and we placed our hands on them. There's a sense of recognizing what God is doing and affirming it. Paul is saying to Timothy, go for it. Be, be the leader you've been appointed to. The Holy Spirit's equipped you. Now, clearly we're not in Timothy's situation. We might not have Timothy's gift. Um, we haven't been commissioned by Paul. Paul's not come and laid his hands on us. But, but every Christian has the Holy Spirit. Every single one of us has the Holy Spirit. There is no such thing as a Christian who does not have the Holy Spirit. Just look at verse 7. For the Spirit God gave us. It's past tense. The moment you become a Christian, the moment you start to follow Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit. You get the living God living in you, dwelling in you. Not because of what you've done, not because of who you are and impressive you are, but because of everything Jesus has done and who he is. And the Holy Spirit equips everybody by giving us gifts. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit. Every Christian, including you here tonight, has a gift. Um, I just want you to flip back a few pages to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, When somebody gets there, shout out the page number. One one five three. I've got. And actually, I was, I was looking at this passage with other members of the um, Cornerstone kind of ministry team this week, uh, and one Corinthians chapter twelve. Just look how it begins. Paul writes now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters. I do not want you to be uninformed. Okay, so we're about to get a load of teaching about gifts of the Spirit. Uh, zoom on to verse seven. Now to each one. Each one, everyone, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Each of us has a gift from God through the Holy Spirit to use for the good of other people. There's no such thing as a Christian who doesn't have the Holy Spirit. There's no such thing as a Christian who doesn't have a gift of the Holy Spirit. God has equipped each of us with all that we need for the leadership roles he's put us in. Whatever those look like whether they're in the life of this church, whether they're out in the wider worlds, or a bit of both. So if we're to fan into flame the gifts that God has given to us, we, we first of all need to find out what our gifts are. And if you're sitting there this evening going, I, I don't know what my gifts are. I don't know what my gift is. Well, I want to say to you, you probably have more idea than you realize. But um, later on, I've got a little kind of spiritual gifts questionnaire. We're going to spend some time at filling in. I stole it from, I stole it. Um, I borrowed it from Steve Ransley in Houghton, who borrowed it from someone else. Um, You know, it's not definitive, but it might be helpful. Uh, And we're going to look at that later on. And I I hope it might help you uh, begin to find out what your gifts are. But we're not going to go and fill that in yet, because there's a second step to fanning into flame the gifts God's given you. Uh, The second step is to affirm the gifts we've been given. 
See, Timothy knew the gift of God that had been given to him. Timothy struggles somewhere else. He was shrinking back from living it out. So we read uh, back into Timothy, uh, chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, it talks about, For the Spirit of God, the Spirit God gave us, does not make us timid. I don't know what comes to your mind when you hear the word timid. I kind of think of a very sort of shy, nervous, wouldn't say boo to a goose kind of person. Um, you know, a bit of a wimp. That's not the picture you get of Timothy. If you read through the New Testament, that is definitely not the picture of Timothy that we get. So what exactly is going on? Another way that it's put in some translations in verse 7 is is God gave us a spirit not of fear. Something's been going on that's made Timothy fearful. And if if you spend time this week reading to Timothy, you'll know that he is fighting in Ephesus against false teaching, teaching that, that takes away from Jesus. And it seems to me that what he's been experiencing has worn him down. He's exhausted. His confidence and his courage has gone. Maybe that's the source of his tears in verse 4. Instead of stepping up as a leader, it seems like Timothy's at risk of stepping out completely. For some of us here, uh, there will be a real sense of needing to fan into flame the gifts God's given to us. Maybe you're flagging like Timothy, uh, whatever reason. Uh, Maybe you are in a new life situation at work. Your circumstances have changed. Maybe you're just beginning to realize what your gifts are and you need to fan them into flame like like a fire that's coming to life again. Timothy needed to affirm his gifts from God. And I suspect we do too. Um, A couple of years ago, um, one of the mission partners that we have uh, is CPAS. And they call it that because it stands for Church Pastoral Aid Society, which isn't very catchy. Um, But part of their job is to help church leaders grow in their leadership. And I went on their leadership program over, over two years. And part of that program I found really difficult. And that was to sit down and name the gifts that God had given to me. I found it incredibly difficult. Not because I wasn't aware of the gifts God had given me, but it felt like I was filling out my UCAS form or a job application and going, look how great I am. That's what it felt like. And I just kept kind of hitting this wall about it. And then somebody said this to me, and it's really stuck with me. Unless you affirm the gifts God has given you, you won't be glorifying the giver of those gifts. Just think about it for a moment. Unless you affirm the gifts God's given you, you won't be glorifying the one who gives them to you. These gifts are not because God looks at me and goes, hey, good job, have some gifting. It's his grace. It's his goodness. It's undeserved. It's not about me. It's about God and his generosity. His grace, his gifts. When we fan our flame, when we fan into flame our gifts that he's given to us, we celebrate the gift giver. And so in a moment, we're going to fill in these uh, spiritual gift questionnaires or have a go at. And what I'd love to do, and I realize this might make us feel a bit like I did on that leadership program, we're going to share what the results are with each other. Everyone's going, hmm, hmm, okay. Because I don't know, has anyone filled in a spiritual gifts questionnaire kind of thing before? A few people, a few people. And what we tend to do is we spend some time on our own, we fill it out, and we kind of think, yeah, okay, yeah, now I see that. That's brilliant. We keep it in our heads, and that's about as far as it gets. 
But I wonder, my theory is, if we start speaking it out, we begin to affirm the gifts God's given to us, other people hear it and go, yes. And then we begin to kind of encourage one another and maybe spur each other on into using our gifts. But before we get there, before we do the spiritual questionnaire, before we speak out the gifts God's given to us, there is a third step that we have to take. Step three is then, now go for it. Originally I had go for it, but if I put now go for it, if we have find out your gifts, affirm your gifts, now go, it spells fan, and you fan into flame your gifts, and I'm very pleased with myself for doing that. Now go for it. Unless we now go for it, we've not fanned into flame these gifts. Why does God, by his spirit, give us gifts? To use them. That's why we've got them. Paul tells Timothy to get going with it. His gifts weren't going to give him an easy ride. We look at verse 8. Don't be ashamed of Jesus, Paul says. Don't be ashamed of me locked up in prison, but join me in suffering. But go for it all the same, because look what the Holy Spirit gives to us all. Verse 7. For the Spirit, of God gave, the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us, what does it give us in the present tense, in, the, in today and tomorrow morning? Power, love, self-discipline. As we stand on the doorstep of a new week, the Holy Spirit gives us power, courage, confidence, empowering us by reminding us who Jesus is, the forgiving, conquering, death-judging, justly King, who by the Holy Spirit walks with us in every moment of the day. As we stand on the doorstep of a new week, the Holy Spirit gives us love. The Holy Spirit enables us to experience the unimaginable, unmeasurable love God has for us in Jesus. Helps us to trust Jesus' love for us more. Helps us love Jesus more each day. And helps us to give everything of ourselves to serve others, even when we're frustrated, even when we fail. To use our gifts in that direction. And as we stand at the doorstep of a, a new week, the Holy Spirit gives us self-discipline, gives us this ability to be steady when everything around us is moving and changing and uncertain. When the discouragements come, instead of knocking us over, we get up, we keep going. We continue to use the gifts we've been given. Jesus-shaped leaders are equipped by the Holy Spirit. We're to fan into flame the gifts God's given to us. We need to find out what our gifts are we need to affirm what our gifts are. And then we now need to just get on and use them. 